Hello there, goal-getters, and welcome to episode 120 of the Inspiration to Grow podcast, the best place on the internet to uplevel your mindset, health, and wellness all in one place. My name is Lisa Oberbichler, your host, life coach, and personal growth strategist, and this podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection between physical and mental health and how the two are interconnected. My aim is to provide a platform for meaningful conversations about building and maintaining a healthy lifestyle and how to create a positive mindset to help you achieve your goals. And if you're ready to up your health, wellness, and fitness game, then you are definitely in the right place. So let's enjoy this amazing ride we are all on together called life and start making the changes we want for ourselves. On today's show, I'm going to present 10 simple ways to make time for your health. And there's even a permission slip involved. Are you curious? I thought so. Let's get started. So over the years, I've met and worked with a lot of people who want to achieve a greater sense of health and well-being, or they have another goal they're working on outside the realm of wellness. And do you know what the biggest challenge I hear is? Lack of time. Our world is so fast-paced nowadays, a lot is thrown at us, right? Between family obligations, work obligations, various activities, chores at home, and the never-ending to-do items that pop up. And it can seem impossible to have any time to focus on your own health. And I'll I'll admit, I'm far from perfect at time management. However, there are 10 things that I'm going to talk about today that I find extremely helpful when it comes to making time for my health. And in fact, by doing these things, it has helped me to free up about 10 hours per week. And that's a lot of time that can be devoted to other things. For example, physical activity, exercise, whatever form you get your exercise in, right? Or it could could be devoted to healthy food prep, maybe extra sleep if that's what you need. Perhaps meditation or journaling or reading, pursuing a new hobby, volunteer work, you name it, you can free up time for it. But today, my examples are going to be centered around wellness and fitness. So I really hope that these practices, these 10 of them that I'm going to go through, will help you as much as they've helped me. So let's get started. Number one is to seriously limit your screen time. I know, I know, I know. You've probably heard this a million times, but this one is huge. TVs, phones, and devices can be a nice way to unwind. I'll give you that. Or catch up with friends. I use them too, and learn new things. Yes, of course, but they can also be huge time wasters. And if you aren't cautious with their use, they can quickly rob you of hours out of your day. Personally, aside from the 15 minutes of morning news and an occasional movie with my husband, I rarely watch TV. And I really try to limit non-productive screen time to less than one hour per day. And here's a pro tip. The, the key word here is non-productive screen time. Think of ways that you could turn your non-productive screen time into productive screen time. And I'm going to give you a few examples here. If binge watching Netflix or scrolling social media is your thing, 
do it while walking on the treadmill or riding a stationary bike. I used to do that in the mornings, in fact. While cycling for around 45 minutes, I would catch up on social media, I would listen to a podcast, and sometimes I would even read a book, right? That's multitasking at its best, I would say. Another tip I would give people is to have a set of dumbbells near their TV. So when you turn on your favorite show, flex your biceps and your triceps, do some weighted squats. There are a plethora of exercises you could do while watching TV, right? It's so simple. And again, you're using that time to multitask. Let your guilty pleasure be motivation to do something productive, such as being active. Okay. So number two, and I think you're going to like this one, ladies. It's put exercise before housework. In case you're looking for permission, well, I'm giving it to you here and now. I don't know about you, but if I waited to exercise until all my household chores were done, it would never happen because those chores are constantly staring at me, right? Housework is never ending and there's always something to do at home. So regardless of how high that laundry pile is, physical activity comes first. Make it a priority, right? It's become a priority in my life and I do not let anything get in the way of it. The good news is that this doesn't mean that your house has to be a disaster. Quite the opposite. Exercise, moving your body, gives you energy which will help you effectively tackle day-by-day chores around the house. Number three is read with your ears. You know those mundane tasks that we all have to do? Well, I want you to tackle something or use that time, for example, during mundane tasks that don't require a great deal of mental effort, such as the, the task of folding laundry, doing dishes, picking up around the house, or even running or walking. This is a great time to expand your mind through audiobooks and podcasts. I've picked up this trick along the way, and I find it much more enjoyable to listen to podcasts or course lectures while outside getting exercise rather than spending all of my time in front of my computer. Audio format is how I prefer to do most of my reading, mainly because it allows me to do other things at the same time. So read with your ears. Number four is time yourself. I'm sure you've never done this before, but uh, let me explain what it's all about. This works really well for tasks that I don't particularly enjoy doing. For example, ironing. Do any of you truly enjoy ironing? Well, I definitely don't. So when it's time to do the tasks that you really don't enjoy, I, I, I find myself needing to hmm, go and get a drink or something to eat. Um, yeah, and I need to talk to someone. Oh, no, 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 I need to check my emails or I need to sit and ponder life. Anything to avoid the unpleasant thing that needs to be done. But procrastinating only prolongs the pain. So by timing yourself, 
it forces you to focus on the task at hand and not get sidetracked and knock it out quickly. Right? So I try to gamify it. I work against the clock and boom, before I know it, it is done. Number five is one of my favorites and has saved me so much time. It's batch cook like a boss, right? Like the boss that you are. We here in my household, we are a family of two, but I often prepare meals for my parents as well. It's not unusual for me to actually quadruple a recipe. If I'm going to go through the trouble of cooking, well, why not get several meals out of it? And don't get me wrong, I love cooking, but I try to make it very efficient and cook several meals in one go. At a minimum, I make enough for probably five or six dinners and five or six lunches for that week or the following weeks. And in addition, I've learned that the freezer is my friend. It's both efficient and economical to freeze home-cooked meals and enjoy them later with minimal preparation and minimal mess later on. In fact, I just finished cooking up eight chicken breasts in the slow cooker, a pot of quinoa, two baking trays full of veggies, such as um, asparagus, broccoli, cauliflower, and sweet potatoes were on this week's menu. Plus, I, uh, I also made a pot of pasta. So I will end up yielding about six to eight meals of either a combination of chicken quinoa plus veggies or pesto pasta with chicken and broccoli. And I will surely post pictures on Facebook about this. So batch cook like a boss. It saves an enormous amount of time. The next one is or could be a bit controversial. It's to become a morning person, right? I think the night owls will disagree with me here, but several studies have linked getting up earlier to higher productivity. And if you read any articles about highly successful people, you'll likely find out that they get up at ridiculously early hours. But here's my message on this point. Becoming a morning person and setting up an early morning routine for exercise only works if you go to bed early. You really need your sleep. And so I would not advise anyone to sacrifice your good seven or eight hours of sleep in order just to implement this habit. Too many studies show that sleep is one of the main components of a healthy life. If you can manage to set your alarm clock and get up even, even 15 minutes earlier to get in some form of exercise, kudos to you. That's excellent. I used to be able to do this, but I'm currently in the phase where I need to focus more on getting in those quality hours of sleep. So I let myself sleep a bit longer. And this may change again soon, right? In summer, it, it, it just, it's a phase I'm going through right now, but in summer, I may decide to get up a bit earlier. Um, but for now, I'm listening to my body. My body needs a bit more sleep. So being that morning person that I used to be just isn't something that I can do at the moment. But if you can manage it, go for it. Number seven is recruit help. Delegate. Delegate, delegate, right? In my household, my husband and I have both worked long hours in our professions and we both 
help out with that with the housework right there were times when I where I had help but mainly we did the bulk of the work and this is a routine that we've established and I can count on him to chip in when I ask him to help out with any cleaning chores in and around the house and if you have children well they are also perfectly capable of cleaning their rooms picking up their messes helping with cleanup after meals and folding their clothes I just I implore to you just explain to them that you are focusing more on your health and wellness and it would be super helpful if they could shoulder a bit of the housework to allow you to get in some exercise explain to them the importance of it right and of course if you can afford it hire help for chores and projects around the house it took me years to finally do this mainly because it's hard for me to pay for services that I can do myself but it can be a huge help freeing up your valuable time for things that are more enjoyable and important to you. Yeah, so think about it. Recruit help. Delegate your uh, fellow housemates, if that's a spouse or children. And if you can afford it, consider hiring someone to either do outdoor work or indoor cleaning for you. Number eight is get creative, okay? What are some creative ways to add healthy activities into your day? How about a walk during your lunch break? You don't necessarily need to get drenched in sweat to experience the benefits of exercise. A daily walk is awesome. What are some quick strength exercises you could do at home in the morning before taking a shower? It doesn't have to be an hour long workout. Every little bit helps. And I just recently read about a woman who does squats while she's brushing her teeth in the morning and at night. How creative is that? How might you incorporate exercise or even food prep into family time, right? Get the family involved. Some examples might be outdoor activities, right? Cycling, walking, hiking, kayaking, or cooking together as a family, right? And Number nine is I want you to simplify. Now, let me explain what I mean here. The less stuff I buy, the less stuff I have to keep up with, right? So that means it frees up money and it frees up time. And I started a simplicity journey a while back. And this was likely due to the fact that we made two major moves within the time span of two years. I can't tell you how devastating it was to realize all the stuff we had accumulated, right? Stuffed away in closets, just stored, never looked at again, door closed, out of sight, out of mind. But it was through these two moves that I vowed to sell, donate, or throw away all the things that were no longer serving us. And I can tell you what a liberating feeling that was. And here's an idea that caught my attention in regard to simplifying your wardrobe. I read the suggestion of choosing only 33 items to wear for each season. So the, the idea is you would only keep 33 of your favorite fitting items, right? The, the ones that you love to wear, they make you feel good. Uh, and of course they fit your body. We don't want to include any that are too big or too small right? And you would rotate, you would 
change out the 33 items on January 1, April 1st, July 1st, October 1st, right? So the four different seasons. And I'm assuming, although they didn't mention it um, explicitly, but I'm assuming this doesn't include socks and underwear and bras, etc. Right? But I thought this concept was genius and I'm going to give it a go. Get rid of the rest through donating, selling it if you can, or just keep your fitting favorites for each season. Right? And I'm working on this right now and I will definitely let you know how I make out. As much as I enjoy shopping, I have cut back on shopping trips a lot because usually in the end of such an outing, I have bags in the car of stuff that I never knew I, and in quotation marks, needed because I really didn't need them. I just saw them and purchased them. Well, I'm trying to decrease the amount of things that I purchase, right? So I try my best to avoid places with lots of shiny things that take my focus away from what is truly important. And that is a healthy, low maintenance life. That's what I'm striving for. And this is what I mean by simplifying your life. And the last one, just say no. It's the last, but it's definitely not of lesser importance than the rest. Say yes to the things that are truly important to you, but politely decline the rest. I know this one is easier said than done, but it is so important. When you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else, right? If you say yes to one thing, then you're saying no to something else, such as family time. You're saying no to exercise. You're saying no to sleep. So keep this, internalize this next sentence. If it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I'm just going to finish off today's episode by giving you just a bit of a summary, right? When it comes to making time for your health, please keep these things in mind. Healthy living isn't just about your body. No, it's not. When your physical health improves, so many other areas improve as well. For example, you will experience decreased stress, a better mood, increased energy, healthier relationships, greater discipline, enhanced focus, and higher productivity. And it's important to focus on progress over perfection. Progress, 1% better each day, taking the small steps, patting yourself on the back for following through. Please do not strive for perfection. That's an illusion that really holds us back, causes procrastination, and doesn't really serve us that well. And I've done other episodes on this and and I'm sure I'll do some more in the, in the future. And the last thing I want to say is small change leads to big results over time. You have to understand that. Just the slightest smallest changes and habits that you implement, they will accumulated lead to big results over time. And one more thing, please remember that knowing the information isn't enough. I mean, just listening to this podcast is not enough. We don't benefit unless we practice it. So I ask you, 
Please consider which of the above actions you will practice today and what will you do with the extra time on your hands? I hope it's physical activity. I hope it's moving your body the way your body wants to be moved. But that's a wrap for today's show, friends. I would like to invite you to become part of the Innsbruck, Innsbruck, I'm sorry, Inspiration to Grow community on Facebook. The group name is Inspiration to Grow. That's with a digit two for female goal getters. It is a community of like-minded women who want to grow strong from the inside out. There are journaling prompts, nutrition and fitness tips, exercises to try, encouraging conversations among the community and lots more. So be sure to join the group for that support you want, new ideas and the necessary rocket fuel to propel your health and wellness to new heights. You owe it to yourself to take care of yourself. Friends, show up for yourself and be the best version of you. And in case you haven't heard it yet today, let me be the first to tell you, you're incredible, you're beautiful, capable, and your potential is limitless. I believe in you 100%. Now go out there and show the world what you are truly made of. I hope to have inspired you to grow with today's show. Till next time. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening to today's talk. Check out today's show notes for ways to connect with me. And for additional weekly mindset hacks and tangible action steps, click the link in the show notes to reach my website, Inspiration to Grow. That's with the digit two. One more thing. If you enjoyed this podcast, tag me and share it in your Instagram or Facebook stories, or simply share it with a friend who might need a pep talk today. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast site, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music Podcast, and this way you'll never miss an episode. If you like paying it forward, please consider leaving a review. You'd help my podcast get prioritized and shared with other people who may need this message. I appreciate you and encourage you to make every day count.